Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. This is Dr. Wendy Corrin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. Today I want to talk to you about options and particularly the option of when to use your laser and when to use it to enhance whatever other therapies you're doing. And this was a good week to bring out the options. Yeah, because it's a great ancillary procedure that we use. Uh, Sometimes we use it alone. Sometimes we use it in combination. Combination therapies are wonderful. Well, and what was interesting is we had a horse uh, that was competing very high level and had a small cut in his mouth, enough to make it not want to be bitted, enough to make it want to shake his head. You know, there there was just behavioral changes that when you're at that high level of competition can can be a you know a game loser versus a game changer yeah, yeah a single irritant like that can really distract a, an animal well think about a hangnail yeah <laughs> you know it's yeah. not going to kill you or a tiny but, little pebble in your shoe oh absolutely <laughs> or or for those equestrians out there a piece of shavings in your undies <laughs> i mean little things so i said well you know i haven't used my um, attachment for the laser ever in a year and a half, um, that is the AccuProbe. And I thought, I wonder how the horse will tolerate if I put this towards his mouth, where this that small cut, and what kind of reaction will I get? And, and I don't know if any of you have seen the video. If you haven't, private message me and I will show you. He literally opened his mouth, gave me his tongue and said, yes, thanks so much. Oh, and by the way, he went double clear. So I kind of like the feedback and the option of coming out of your procedural, you know, how do I handle this to, I wonder what will work. Yeah. And you never know what's going to work until you get out there and try some things. You know, you got to have that bag of tools so you can try different things and use different things. And, you know, we've experienced enough over the years that we have found tools that really work. Well, and as Dave said just before, um, combining them, as you know, as chiropractors, that's our go-to. We start with the adjustment. That's the first thing we do. And then what's left? And you go to the next level and do your fascial work and learn from it and go, and, and wow, I love the use of my fascial tool, but I thought, well, I wonder what would happen if I switch to the handheld vibration unit. Uh, Vetkin was nice enough to ship me one to try out. And I'm like, wow, okay, not only did it assist in increasing blood flow and moving um, the fascia and increasing glide, it literally demonstrated down the line as to where that was influencing. I'm like, okay, cool. What's your option? And you can, you can continue that thought. Dave was mentioning earlier combining tools. Well, we use MagnaWave, and sometimes it informs us what else to do. Yeah, it gives us a place to look. It gives us a place to start. And I think one of the things we found that, when, especially when using the MagnaWave, is it's better to adjust first than MagnaWave. Because we found when we MagnaWave first, everything lit up. So you really didn't know what was primary. But if you take the time to actually look at the situation, get the horse adjusted, and then we did the MagnaWave, 
you, it worked out almost diagnostically because you can find out more primary areas of treatment necessary and not just everything. Of course, if you're not a vet, we, we don't say it worked out diagnostically. We say, wow, that was interesting. And it then taught me something. It taught me something. It informed me about something. And then I took that to the next level. And what's fascinating is we used to work a lot with Doc Steele, one of the best veterinarians ever to walk this planet for his 90-something years. And he would go, run that thing over and tell me, is it primarily shoulder or primary elbow? Feel this for me and tell me if your hands inform me of where to go with this. And uh, I almost named my first office back in 1980 the House of Last Resort. But it's an honor to be the go-to for when things are not quite straightforward. And that's often what it's our tools, but our, uh, our mindset. That is one of our greatest tools. Yeah, and that's why we added, when we added the laser, the laser just was a whole nother level because the MagnaWave added a huge piece that allowed us to discover different things about the animal fascially and through skin sensitivity. We found more things that we were able to clear up. The laser added a whole nother piece of treatment for, for the myofascial stuff was just amazing. And what are you willing to do that's different than what you always do? And I mean, that's, that's to me the, well, this is my routine and this is what I do, can be a very limiting belief system. And if you replace that with, this is what I start with, or this is my plan and I'm willing to go where my hands, my heart, my gut influences me. And I, that goes back to when we were writing our first book on equine chiropractic in 2006. And I said, we always do this. And Dustin's response was, except when you don't. Yeah, because that happened a lot. A lot of times we go, oh yeah, we always do this first. And then we would always catch ourselves doing something else. So a lot of what we do is a lot of intuition. There's obviously a lot of intuition, and having been around so many animals for so many years, that intuition comes as you work at it and see more horses and more dogs and just more animals in nature. You begin to understand their behavior. Once you learn the animal, you understand the changes in behavior are due to something. Which is why if I've ever frustrated any of you listening when you say, what would you do for this? My answer is, I need more information. I need to know what's going on. How does that compare to what used to be going on? How is that in the path of what you want to see going on? You know, what's, what's the information? Because in fact, and I said this yesterday, and I've probably said it a billion times, everything causes everything. So you wanting a diagnosis that is linear, A causes B, yeah, everybody it, wants the simple diagnosis. Uh, everybody right. wants the simple cure. Everybody you, wants the simple push button. And right? Yeah, Do you think it's a stifle? Yeah. Do you think it's a suspensory? I don't think like that. 
Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah, you, the you, truth. You've got to really, you know, as chiropractors, we definitely think more globally. Well, you know? some do. Well, yeah. That's the point, hopefully, is <laughs> we look at the body as a whole and everything affects everything. It's unfortunate, but it's true. So it's not just a stifle. It's not just a pole. It's not just a behind the saddle. There are so many components to that. And how do you find that? How do you look for that? And what do you use to fix it? And that will just go away as your parting words after working on an animal is an excuse. It's a way to leave. I don't believe it is... Um, appropriate in most cases, because if an animal is reacting poorly, then there's a reason. And are some animals just assholes? I'm going to go with yes. Yes, that's true. Not everything can be fixed. And, and most things can. And everything is worth your effort, your time, your heart, your skills, and your ability to be flexible. And again, this week was so about doing things differently. This week was so about, hey, I've never done an inflammatory taping the way I did it this week. Never. It was, you know, over a carpus in between all of the... um, parts of that equine knee and it was I used six strips of two inch cut in half to create the maximum amount of lift and flow and lo and behold it was not inflamed anymore in 24 hours you know it's like do you make promises when you try something new not, not if you want people to uh, trust you. you. All you can do is, I'm going to do my best. Let's see what this does. And if not, what's your next choice? What do you have in the back of your head if this doesn't get you where you want to go? And that's often how we make our best discoveries. Yeah. And, and that's where the laser came in very handy, too, because we added that, that, adding that one thing has really developed our practice. It's really helped so many animals because when you get done, you run your hand over and you still see that fascial discomfort and you still, still see them buckle a little bit. And then 30 seconds later, after you do some myofascial pain setting on the laser, all of a sudden it's all gone. And I think the most rewarding part of it is when we give them homework to recheck this or to do this or do their own magnetic blanket or their own form of home care, we ask for the feedback and go, well, what do you notice? And in this recent experiences, it's gone. It's not a Band-Aid. It's not camouflage. It's, it's a way of relieving the stress that was in the tissue. Okay? So we're talking about getting rid of the irritants that prevent healing because the body just has so much capacity. And so if you can remove any obstacle, when the feet are good and the teeth are good and the tack is good, you're taking away obstacles to the greatest health potential of that horse. And in the canine world, oh my God, let me tell you that 
a dog pulling nonstop with a collar that is continuously rubbing on their trachea, rubbing on the front of their neck, isn't going to create a healthy cervical spine. And an ill-fitting harness that restricts shoulder motion and is so tight across the back that they can't move through their scapula isn't going to enhance an animal's health. So you have to look at everything because everything causes everything. <laughs> and for you practitioners out there, like Wendy just said, this is a great time to educate your, your clients because you have an educated client who now you train to evaluate the horse. They become your eyes and hands when you're not there. And they can evaluate their own horse more efficiently and go, this might be an issue. I need to call them. Well, also, use all your senses, all of your senses when you are interacting with an animal. There is something your hands are going to tell you, absolutely. How long has that been there? How, you know, I'm feeling some sponginess in through here. Has there been um, any form of impact into that area? Are you aware of this? Is your primary aware of this? Let your, let your hands, let your eyes. You know, I never noticed before that that um, position of the body, or they were moving that way, in a dog's case, sitting that way. Observe them getting on and off the table. If you're always lifting them on and off, then you're not going to get the ideal um, observation because you're not watching them attempt to do the movement. I will, when I can, watch a canine exit the car and enter the car, because that can be a primary issue for their health, and I don't want them to undo the work we do the second they leave my presence. And smell, honestly, you know, we lift a horse's foot. If it stinks, uh, we're going to bring that to their attention and look, is there a fungus going on? What's going on? Sometimes you're picking up even a, a sore that was below the level of the hair and was unnoticed. Be the eyes and the ears for that animal. As we say, I am the Lorax. I speak for the animals. So... A moment of silence for the animals who cannot speak. And now a moment of invitation to use your mind, use your heart, use your hands, and use all of your skills to take in as much information as possible. And then evaluate your options. What else can I do or do I refer to someone who has additional skills so that we can teamwork and network for the good of the animal? This is Dr. Wendy Corrin. And this is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline podcast.